Today on the Talent Cast, I am sick. I mean, really, I'm 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 sick. But that doesn't stop me from talking about attribution models, which are actually kind of the coolest thing that isn't really very cool at all. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Talent Cast. I'm your host, James Ellis. This podcast has one simple goal: to change the conversation around recruiting, employer brand, and hiring. Simple as that. The only way we can do that is by making this a 100% no-pitch zone, meaning no one's making any money, no one's giving any money, nobody's sponsoring anything. So please come join us, come learn, come engage in this conversation, come grow our industry with me. Uh, If you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter at The War for Talent, or you can look at our website, thetalentcast.com. Otherwise, let's get to it. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. So uh, it's Sunday morning and I'm podcasting and I just got back from San Francisco and the Social Recruiting Conf- uh, Strategies Conference in San Francisco. I took the red eye home. I caught a sore throat somehow. Hopefully it's not that dreaded flu that everybody's got moving around. So obviously I cannot infect you via electronic devices that we know of. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, but uh, so if I sound a little weird, I apologize. That's what's going on. Hopefully I'll be all good very shortly. By the way, speaking of Social Recruiting Strategies Conference, the SRSC, uh, had a blast. Had a blast. Thanks, everybody, for who invited me. Thanks, Kara, uh, for inviting me and bringing me in. Uh, the nice thing about speaking, aside from being able to speak, which obviously if you listen to podcasts is kind of the thing I like to do a lot of, uh, is that I got to see a lot of smart people. I mean, a lot of smart people. And I saw some amazing presentations and some heard some amazing things. So one, if you want to check it out a little bit more, the Twitter uh, thread, the, the, the hashtag, hashtag SRSC, fantastic read. Go through it. Uh, you will see lots and lots and lots of great insights and notes that people pulled from the presentations. So definitely do that. And I believe they're doing it again in Austin some point later this year. So there you go. You should definitely do that. I don't know that I'll be there, but it's it's a great conference. So next up, I'm going to be in ERE and RecruitCon. So if you're doing one of those, hopefully you can find me and say hello. I really hope you do. Anyway, let's talk about the real thing. Let's talk about attribution models. What? In God's name is an attribution model. Thank you so much for asking. I'm so glad you're listening, and this is a two-way conference, and you got a chance to ask a question like that. So you're spending money on ads, right? It's it, you know, no one likes it, no one loves to do it. It's a lot of cash. It seems like you're burning a pile of cash in the backyard sometimes, and you are. Uh, but you, you gotta buy ads sometimes. Sometimes it's just the, the answer. Sometimes it's just how you gotta live. And at some point, someone will ask, "How effective are those ads?" And you will want to give an answer. More to the point, maybe you are asking that question of your ad vendor and they will give an answer. And unless you start with a question of what is your attribution model, whatever answer they give you is complete and utter bullshit. It is lies. It is true, but they are complete lies. Okay, let me explain. So we all know that the days of I saw an ad, I clicked on an ad and I applied for a job are pretty much gone right? Uh, existing in the newspaper time, but you couldn't, you know, you couldn't measure it per se. Um, basic, uh, maybe for entry level and maybe for really unspecified uh, specified or specialized or selective kind of jobs. You, okay, you go to, you know, an Indeed or a ZipRecruiter and you hit the apply button, you're done. That process is not what you worry about. You probably do not have a worry about how do I get people who can get any job they want or, you know, who, who can't get any job anywhere, who are just desperate for any job. How do I get those people? That's usually not in your concern list, right? That's not usually your biggest 
issue. Your biggest issue is how do I get people who are good at what they do, who could work lots of different places, to work at my company, to apply at my jobs? How do I make that happen? Now, if you want to do that, you have to understand attribution models. And put simply, attribution models are where are we applying, attributing the click? So as someone goes through the process of looking for a job. And we'll start, you know, kind of lower level, maybe not entry level, but they're looking for a job. They've had a job or two. Maybe they're 26 years old and they've spent three or four years doing um, ad placements or account management or, uh, you know, customer service or what have you. You know, these are people who are going to be in the next couple years your really good whatevers. They're going to be really good at, um, Solving problems, doing business an business analyst analysis. I'm sick. Give me a break, kids. Uh, they could be doing um, SEO. They could be doing finance. They could be doing risk management. They could be doing all sorts of things, right? But right now, they're still kind of maybe not infantile, but they're still forming, right? They're still coming together. Meaning. They're going to go on Indeed or they're going to go on ZipRecruiter or they're going to go on any number of other job boards, none of whom have paid me money, so I just those are the big ones right now in my head. And they look at jobs. Maybe they search for account manager. Maybe they search for customer service. Maybe they search for, um, I don't know, manager, retail manager. And they find, on average, hundreds of jobs. And they look at those jobs, and most of those companies, most of the jobs are at companies they don't know. Right? How many companies do you know of off the top of your head? And how many companies did you know of when you were 25, 26? Not as many as there are. You probably don't know the 18 to 20 million in North America. So you only know of a handful, a tiny, 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 tiny select wedge slice of that particular pie. So you see companies offering these jobs. And the jobs may be vaguely interesting. And you need to learn more. So you go to Google. And you Google that, or you go to their career site, or you go to their corporate site, and you look about, what the heck is this company? Oh, they're pipe fitters. Oh, they install electric generators. Oh, they buy ads for dog food. I don't know. Um, you know. Oh, they do this. And I'm, I'm always fascinated by companies that do things I've never heard of, right? Isn't it fun to find companies that say, oh, you're a whole company dedicating to solving that problem I didn't even know existed, but if I was in the industry, it would be a huge problem for me? That's fascinating. That's a, you know, a, irregardless or regardless, depending on what word. They're the same word. Um, so you find out about this company and you learn about them on Google and you're like, oh, they're like that. Okay, so what do they like to work for? And then they do the Glassdoor search and they look at the Indeed ratings and they look and they look and they look and they look. And then they say, okay, I'm going to save this job for later. Maybe they got a tool for saving jobs. Remember, if they're a fairly... Uh, non-selective, meaning they can apply for lots of different jobs, they're applying for lots of different jobs and it's hard to keep track of that stuff. So there are tools out there like a hire pool or whatever who will um, you know, manage, help you, help a candidate track all the places they're looking, all the places they've applied, all the places they've heard back from, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And it's tough to manage all that stuff and they're going in and out, moving around and sometimes they're at work and sometimes they're on their phone and sometimes they're at their home computer and they bounce between and they pass those job recs back and forth from those computers to that computer. It is a mess from a tracking and metrics standpoint. I had a, a short, short, short conversation with some friends over at Smashfly. Again, no money being passed over but I know they do good metric work and even they say, look, Given the tech stack, given the complexity of all the places you can go to get information about a job, it is 
literally impossible to truly track candidates across the web. You can make assumptions, you can make these leaps, but it's just too messy, it's too hard to do. You can get a lot of information by having good metrics, but you don't have perfect information. In fact, you have something so far away from perfect information, it, you might as well barely call it information. You can make, a, you can make uh, smart leaps and logical leaps about what you're learning, but just be careful with that information. So that said, Back to attribution models. If that's the path, that they're bouncing around from website to website, from computer to computer to computer, from site to site, from model to model, they're tracking their information, they're applying for information. When you say, I'm buying an ad, and when I say buying an ad, I mean anything from promoting a job on Indeed to be at the top of the list, or buying a Google uh, text ad, or buying a banner ad for some reason, or even doing uh, remarketing so that they've already seen your career site and they forgot to apply and you're going to push an ad or remind them to apply. All those things are ad. Anything where you can promote using money, the idea that your message is in front of them, we're going to call an ad. How well did that ad work? That's the question you have. That is the question you have. That is the question your boss has. That is the question you're going to put to your ad vendor. That is the question your boss is going to put to you. That is the question that in budget times will say, yes, I should keep spending money on this or wow, that was a bad idea. Attribution model. So what is an attribution model? Well, it says if someone clicks on that ad, and remember, we're a fairly broad sense of what ad means, right? Text ads, banner ads, remarketing, promoted posts, promoted content, promoted jobs, all that stuff can be considered ads. When they clicked on that ad, did it get them to apply? If your ultimate goal is to get them to apply, did the ad do the thing you wanted to do? Now, in that question is an intent. It assumes if I show this ad to someone, my assumption is having seen that ad, they will very quickly apply for the job. Meaning there's a very short line between seeing that ad and doing the thing I want them to do. Meaning, here you're on Indeed, you're looking for a job, your intent is to apply for jobs, right? Otherwise, why the hell would you be on Indeed? Or as a job recruiter, or as a recruiter, whatever, just a job board. If you're on that job board and I spend money to put my job at the top of the list so you are more likely to click that job and having seen that job, you click the button that says apply now and come to my ATS and apply on the ATS, that is the shortest path between add and apply. And in that case, almost any attribution model will work. I mean, it will, actually, we'll break down attribution models in a second. But that's an unusual case. And frankly, that since that... <laughs> Does that matter? Is that what you're trying to, is that the problem you're trying to solve? Getting people who are looking for jobs to apply for a job? Is that what your really your hardest problem is? Is that what you are spending money to solve? And if it is, great, fantastic. And we can talk about attribution. We'll explain, break them down in a second. But for the most part, what I sense and see and talk to people about and hear from people about is that the real problem are people who go, I don't know. I'm interested in looking around oh, I found an interesting company who served me an ad or promoted something or pushed a piece of content my way. And then I went learning about them. And having learned about them, I'm vaguely interested in them. And I'm going to put them in my consideration set. And maybe a day, a week, a month, a year later, when I'm ready to look for a job and I do go on their career site or I do go on their job board and I do find that job and I do apply, do I... How, how do I, uh, uh, who do I give credit to for who made that happen? 
quick interruption. The goal here is to change the conversation around recruiting, hiring, and employer brand. The only way we can achieve that goal is with your help. And that is not with money, not with sponsorship. No, 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 no. It's to just simply share us and review us. Simple as that. Just review us wherever you get podcasts, share us on social media, say nice things about us or complain about us. That really is completely fair. Uh, That's all we really ask. That's all. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, let's get back to the show. So let's break down what attribution is. Meaning, in the long path, do you credit the first touch, the last touch, all touches? How do you give credit for moving someone down the funnel, getting someone to apply? Excuse me. There's no there's no mute cough button on this system. Dear dear makers of cast, uh, make that happen. That would be super helpful. Um, so in that path and you serve that ad to get someone aware of your company and they click that ad you are spending money right they click the ad cost per click you get you know you have to give that company money is that the thing that moves the needle having made more people aware of your company even if it takes a day a week a month a year for have them apply is that what you want? Are they you just simply trying to get them aware of the company, in which case a first-click attribution model makes sense? Now, unfortunately, most attribution models, the default attribution model is the last click, meaning you saw an ad, you clicked an ad, pay, you, you got charged for someone clicking that ad, and they do what they do. They do the Google search, they do the Glassdoor search, they go around, they look at Indeed, they look at these places, and a day, a week, a year, a month goes by, and then they decide to apply for it. And then they see the job on Indeed, and then they click apply, and they apply. In that case, the ad or the job on Indeed gets the credit. They are attributed with the credit of moving you to apply. You can see how if you attribute the first ad they saw or the last ad they saw is very different. In which case, if you focus on pure last click, moving, you know, whatever the thing is that pushed them over the edge to apply, when they were probably ready to apply, is that what you should be focusing on? Is it? Well, that's a good question. There's an, there are other attribution models. One says, try and keep track of all the different places you've gone, and Google things like do, Google double click uh, can actually see what the, what happens is when you see that first ad, a cookie gets dropped on the uh, person's computer, and it watches where they go. And any other time they see one of your ads, it gets tracked on the cookie. So if you're if you click on ad and then you see another ad and you ignore it, and you see another ad and you ignore it, you see another ad and you ignore it, and then you get a, a Indeed promotion and you ignore it, and then you go through a thing and you do a thing, it will track what you do up until the point where you actually do the thing that creates the last click and gets you to apply. And it will distribute credit across the board. But that assumes that the third ad, which you did not see but did, that you did see but didn't click, gets as much attribution as the first ad and the last ad, which I think is just as wrong as any one of the other ones. Now, uh, there is a, a, a version that I don't know if it's really open out there, but and it takes some programming to do, where you say I'm going to give some credit to the front and I'm going to give some credit to the back. The, you know, the last click, and then I'm going to distribute a little credit ac- between those points to identify what the paths look like and identify what places in the paths seem to be doing the most good. For example, Glassdoor. Glassdoor, I'm not a big fan of their job boards. I don't think they're huge in driving people to jobs in, based on the data I'm seeing. Um, their, their real value is having seen that job and, and, and seen that company, you want to learn about that company, you go to Glassdoor. And having gone to Glassdoor, you go back to that job and you apply. And then 
first click or last click attribution models, Glassdoor doesn't even factor in at all, which is too bad because Glassdoor did do work in validating that interest of that job and of that company. It was useful to you. Now that should play into whether you should spend money with them or not. This is in no way a Glassdoor commercial because I have issues with Glassdoor like I have issues with Indeed, but let's be fair. At this point, you understand that I have issues with pretty much everybody, uh, myself included. Um, but it doesn't, you know, focusing on first or last click attribution doesn't provide the biggest picture. It doesn't provide a complete picture. It doesn't show how people actually interact. Now, you've noticed when we've talked about this stuff, I've talked about near entry level, and I've talked about entry level, and we could just very quickly say what happens for someone senior, someone for whom maybe at the age of 45 or 50, someone who at a VP or director level, someone very smart, very capable, very experienced, who can work at lots of different places, who would be sought after in lots of different ways. How do they look for a job? Well, chances are they don't move every six to 12 months. They don't move every two years like entry levels tend to do. What they do is they move much slower. They don't move to find a job. They're not uh, instinctual. They're not reactive to say, oh, that's a better job. I'm going to go there. Because they know to move up the ladder, you generally, at that stage, you move up a ladder from within, right? You generally, if you want to become in the C-suite, you show up and you show up as a director or vice president. You prove your point. You prove your ability. You prove your skill. You prove your medal, as it were, and you get promoted from within. It's less likely that they will find the next smart person from the outside and bring them in unless they're making radical leadership changes which is a separate model it's a whole separate podcast in fact i probably should never podcast about that stuff because i don't know as much about it but really if you want to move up the ladder you have to stick around at that level so what you're looking for is not a job you're looking for a company a company where they're like i think they treat their leadership well i think they treat their upper level people well i think they're very smart i think they're growing i think they're moving in the right direction if this is a place where i can find a job that makes sense for me i can stay here for five to ten years move up the ladder knowing that over the course of these five to ten years the company will ebb and flow but is generally in the direction of growing and will generally give me the opportunity to make a name for myself and make my case as to why i'm great and move me up the ladder that is completely different from everything else we've talked about in which case how do you get someone to put put you on their consideration set if it may take a year or two before they even consider looking for a job and frankly will probably never look on a job board well attribution models in that case is a mess because an ad will likely not move them right promoting a job on indeed for that person will never work because they're not on indeed they're not on job boards they're not looking for that stuff promoting an ad that says hey we have a job for a vice president of blah 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 will not work because they're not looking for a job they're looking for a company so how do you attract them you send them stories you deliver stories that say we are different we're unique we are like you you should learn more about us chances are you're not spending money to promote those stories Consequently, there's lot, not a lot of attribution for that. But that is a strategic decision. There's no reason why you can't say, we're going to write a story, a story, not a job, a story about how we promote from within. At every stage of the company, we try to promote from within. And if you want to grow and we have a long-term history and, and we have a, a clear path to the future of growing from within and helping people meet their potential, all that good stuff, write that story and promote that via content marketing channels that may take a year or two 
before that person who sees the story actually applies. In which case, attribution is still kind of a mess because your attribution is measured monthly, not annually or decadely. Is there a word like that? Decadely? Um, it's hard to do it. But what happens is we buy the ad, we put the ad out there, people click on it, and at the end of the month, the vendor of that ad sends us a report that says, based on this attribution model, X number of people clicked on it, and based on the tracking, Y number of people applied. Therefore, that's ad worked or didn't. But again, you can see, without knowing the attribution model, without selecting the attribution model, what the hell does that even mean? And in many cases, for many types of jobs, that attribution model, even if you pick the right one, that report is worthless because it took months before someone, between someone seeing that story and clicking that ad and you know, paying, you know, you having to pay for that click and actually doing the thing you want to do maybe much longer than the report. Hell, most cookies are only alive for 90 days. So if you click on the ad and wait 91 days before applying, that click went nowhere. But it turns out it did exactly what you wanted to do. It just took one day more than the cookie was alive that tracked that information. This is why ad, buying ads is so hard to do. You can't just buy an ad and push it out there. Remember we talked about if, you, if you're selling tacos and you sell a million tacos and, and all you need is a person with a dollar and you don't care if it's a man or a woman, you don't care if it's an adult or a child, you don't care if they're a Republican or a Democrat, you don't care if they're skilled, have a degree or don't have a degree, you don't care if they're a felon or on drugs as they speak. So long as they have a dollar, you have a transaction. In which case, buying ads makes perfect sense because anybody with a dollar lives everywhere. Put ads all over the place. Maybe you're smart and trying to push them just during times when people might be hungry, so to speak, right? It's just, this is, this is a metaphor, right? It's a whole, that's why it makes sense. The attribution model we live with is inherited from a consumer market that doesn't behave the way we behave. It doesn't, their markets don't behave the way our markets behave. And yet somehow we've inherited this and said, okay, we'll figure out how to make it work. And that's where we get into trouble. So I'm not here to say and to dissuade you from buying ads. I think there is value in buying ads. And I think there's a couple podcasts in the, in, the, in the past where buying ads is helpful. That said, we could do a whole other podcast of all the different ways. When you buy an ad, that ad company will screw you over because, I mean, Facebook alone. We could do a whole podcast on all the different ways Facebook just screws with you in terms of its ad network. But that's not today. So if you are in the market for buying an ad, you do have to know your attribution model. And I'm not going to tell you which attribution model makes sense for you. Why? Because you have to make the strategic decision to say, this ad is designed to create brand awareness. Thus, it must be first click attribution because the goal is to become the first click in a very long path to apply. Right? And you have to talk to your ad seller to say, look, what is the maximum length of that cookie so I can see that having seen that ad and clicking that ad on day one, on day 91, and they apply, I can actually validate it against the job, the, the, the ad I paid for. And if you don't do that, you're going to get numbers that are meaningless and you'll be making decisions based on wrong information. Conversely, if you say this is here to get people, so let's say you're doing a remarketing campaign, meaning you put a pixel in your career site, in your ATS, and as people come to it and they choose to not apply, you pitch them again. Now, this isn't brand awareness because they're aware of your brand, i.e. they've been to your website. Maybe they can or can't recall who you are and what you do, but they've been to your website and they know on some level there was something interesting here. Now, a day, a week, a month later, you send them ads 
as they go shopping for shoes or whatever they do, to say, hey, we'd still like to talk to you about these jobs. You don't need to create brand awareness. And in fact, this job, this ad is designed to say, you know what? I know you're not in the middle of it, but don't forget, we really want you to apply for this job. Do you want to apply for it right now? Click here and go. Last click attribution makes perfect sense. It's all about your intention. It's all about what do you intend for that ad to do for you? If you don't know that, if you're just spreading ads willy-nilly, any numbers that come back are good and bad, and you don't know what you're doing, and you don't know how to evaluate that, and that sucks because at some point your boss is going to ask you a smart question, and you won't be able to answer it, and you're screwed. And I don't want you to be screwed. I like you. You listen to my podcast. I want to help you figure out how to think through these problems so that you always sound like the smartest person in the room. Just there you go. That's what I'm trying to do. So that's attribution model. If... My sore throat has addled, brained, addled, my, addled my mind, and I made no sense. You really should tweet me. I will happily answer questions. I will happily talk this stuff through. But that is the basics. If you don't understand your attribution model, you don't know what you're paying for, and you don't know if stuff's working. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Sh uh, Shane over at Clinch, who actually brought this up. We were having a conversation at SRSC. Man, I'm just dropping names everywhere. I don't mean – I just happened to be in front of all these people. It was, a, it was an amazing you know, kind of situation where I got to talk to these people. And they talked about how one of the new functions coming out of theirs is better attribution model because they do a lot of content marketing, and they're integrating better attribution modeling into their system. And I went, you know what? That's true. We don't talk enough about attribution models. We assume you know, a situation we go. And – content marketing like you know like they're doing it's you absolutely have to be pick the right attribution model if you think pushing a story about how cool your company is will get people to apply for a job you're wrong it will get them to start to think about adding that company to the consideration set which will one day lead them to a job but if you think i see a story about how uh, company x is doing some pretty cool work click here for jobs and you get clicks that's almost accidental that's a lucky happenstance. You can't, you can't bank on that. That's crazy. You have to assume this is top of the funnel, and it takes a long journey for them to get to the bottom of the funnel. So thanks, Shane, for bringing up the attribution model. That's all I had to say. Uh, there's not much else to talk about. So if you have any ideas for the podcast, I'd love to hear about it. Twitter, right? You've heard of it, the social media tool, at uh, The War for Talent. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Otherwise, you can find me on LinkedIn and the website and all that good stuff. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, yeah, have any ideas for next podcast? Love to hear them. Love to consider them. Otherwise, I will see you next week. Adios. Bye-bye. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain -brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.